In this episode, I speak with Cara Bertram, who is the owner of Honey's Clothing Boutique in Chilliwack, British Columbia, Canada. She's a first-time entrepreneur, but a long-time dreamer. She drastically shifted her path in life in 2021 from a successful professional career in post-secondary education to the limitless freedom that comes with taking risks, being her own boss, and seeing what life has to offer. She is raising two incredible daughters and a dog named Blue with her husband, Chris. Kara loves nothing more than a good adventure and meeting people from all walks of life, all the while creating her life story. Not as it happens to her, but as she grows, learns, and writes it. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you, to inspire your journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Cara, how are you? It's so lovely to chat to you. I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. I heard about you from your husband. I would listen to his rooms in Clubhouse talking about energy and flow and I loved it and then one day he posted something about your new business and what caught my eye was that it was fashion for the kind-hearted. Can you tell me about how you got into it and also your background is in education? It will be really interesting to understand that transition, how it came about. For sure. Well, I guess I'll start with the, the history, lay some, some groundwork. I had worked at a university, a local university here for about 14 years um, in the international education department, going through various roles, kind of working my way up in a department that doesn't have a lot of movement. People stay for a long time, Um, not a lot of senior positions, but along the way they were created. Um, I was doing everything from international training contracts to the institutional international travel policies and procedures, study abroad, all kinds of really interesting things. I got to travel, I was doing things and the, and I loved it. And it's funny when I, you think back uh, on how you landed somewhere sometimes. I mean, it was kind of fluke that I even landed in international. Uh, it's fun to look back and see all the dots that were connected. I mean, I had gone to university for kinesiology. <laughs> I have a degree in kinesiology. Oh, wow. And then I went and went to grad school and I have a master's degree in kinesiology as well. And actually in adapted physical activity. And that master's degree had taken me over to Southeast Asia where I was collecting data, living there, collecting data for my master's thesis and, and whatnot. And, and the dots there is that from that international work, I landed a position in international. And it's not what I wanted. It's not where I thought I was going to start a career. And I thought it was temporary, but I took it and, you know, 14 years later, I was So it ended up, was it that you didn't know everything that it entailed and that you're like, actually, this is amazing. 
Is that how it ended well, up? Well, it's being- funny. I mean, it, there was just a position that opened um, and it's not, I didn't really want that position that had opened in the international. I was, I wanted to teach. Um, I was considering, you know, a PhD program. I wanted to teach. I wanted to get experience working in adaptive physical activity. Uh, I was coaching, you know, the rowing team. Again, I had been a, a, a rower in university and, and I just didn't think that this is what I was going to do. And it was just this kind of low level job that opened in. And I thought, well, I don't really want it. But Chris had said, well, it's kind of tricky to get into the university, you should take it. So I did. (laughs) And then I kind of just kept staying and getting more experience. And my positions changed throughout the years. And I started having kids. And so it was really important to have that job as well. Yeah, and then I stayed, but it is fun to look back on how all those dots connect. Anyway, so I was, you know, having a pretty good time. But in the back of my mind, since I was a little girl, I had always wanted to be own my own business. And my dad had always said, you know, you'd make a really good entrepreneur. And, and I had been thinking about another business for years while I was still at the university. I just didn't know what it was. But I knew that I wanted to own something that was really part of a community. I wasn't thinking, you know, big business and multinational or, you know, any of that. I just really wanted to have something that contributed to a community where a community would come to the place. I just had no idea what that was. <laughs> so I sat on it and I just kept dreaming of the, the values part of it without knowing what the product was going to be. And then, so I'm still at the university and, and I get an opportunity to be an interim director, which at the university was a pretty big deal. And, and it turns out, and I was already in management, but it turns out I, I was an interim director and I felt like, wow, this is where I really, really belong in, in this kind of leadership. I feel like I've always had a, a bit of a natural ability to be a leader, uh, not manager, right? The difference between management and leadership, but I, I uh, it really lights a fire in me to to be in a leadership position and grow and learn and, and be part of a team. So that really lit a fire in me. And I thought, wow, I can really do this. And and I had, you know, thought for a long time that I couldn't do that because, you know, it's very hierarchical. And I thought, well, I don't know enough. I don't know enough. But turns out you don't have to know everything to be a good leader. <laughs> you know, you rely on your team to be the little micro experts and, yes. um, and you learn along the way and it's okay, you know, to be asking questions, but there was that imposter syndrome, right. That we probably all had. I mean, I had it early on in my career going, what am I, I don't doing? think it goes away. <laughs> I think it hovers around on different levels, but I think it we, did for a while, we manage it better, as, you know, as you kind of, it better. Yeah. But as you keep taking greater challenges, I think. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing. I didn't have that with the director position so much. I mean, I we laughed about this before, but I nailed it. I did such a good job. Yeah, yeah. You're a boss. It, and, sure. and I'm really proud of the work that I did. Anyways, it was a temporary leave is why I was just interim. And the woman Maybe that was why. Was maybe it was uh, like not so that. you probably thought, okay, maybe it's, it's not a permanent thing. I'm going to go in and you just... Nailed it. Well, there was a high chance that, you know, she wasn't coming back. But right. at the same time, yeah, I just I really, really liked it. And I could see myself doing it for sure. And then, you know, COVID hits, and we all kind of go through this. 
reassessment of what we're doing in our lives in some ways, right? And and it definitely happened with me as well. And anyways, the director came back and I, I wasn't interim director anymore. And I thought, well, now what? You know, now what am I going to do? And I happened to go for beer with a friend who owned this clothing store. She started it from the ground up with her sister about 16 years ago. Where and is that well, one? Uh, it's in Langley, which is about 40 minutes from here. It's between uh, Chilliwack and Vancouver. And, uh, you know, they've been growing it for quite a, some time and it was doing really, really well. And she said, why don't you open, you know, Honey's in Chilliwack? And we cheers, we laughed. And I thought to myself, mm, but that's not what I do. Well, I don't do clothes. I'm a professional. Right? I work at a university. This is really important things. And I've been working toward that professionalism and 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 I'd never worked a day of retail in my life so I laughed and it was great but I wasn't ever going to do it but then that opportunity just kept presenting itself and paralleling that I started to feel a different kind of imposter syndrome I'm just kind of using that if people understand that uh that term but you know I was I was doing my job I was still in the international I was still doing these things but I started to feel like I don't really care as much as I used to. And I'm supposed to care in these roles, but I don't anymore. I was losing joy. And some people might think, well, maybe it was, you know, just exhaustion or some level of depression over COVID and all this, you know, working from home and and it's tiresome and it's just not the same. But I just started losing joy and feeling like, I should be caring about all this, but I just don't. And it was exhausting to kind of fake it. But again, this other, this other opportunity just kept presenting itself. And, and I would meet with, you know, our more friends and, and I go, no, no, this isn't for me. And then it would come back again. Let's revisit that. No, 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 that's not for me. But it just kept coming. And I was like, and eventually, eventually months, months, months down the road, I thought, okay, this just isn't going away. I might as well open myself up to what this could mean. Maybe mm. this is an opportunity that I should look a little bit more seriously at. Uh, it wasn't easy because and then at the same time, I was like, oh, there's the permanent director positions available. So now I'm at a crossroads. Of course. Do I go with the, I've done it before and I thought I did a really good job and I was excited to, at the, at the, the possibility of, you know, growing and doing even better and loving and it was secure and it was kind of risk free. I knew what I was getting into. And but I also at the same time knew what the, you know, the next 10, 20 years of my career would be. And then there was this door that had all the risk, all the unknowns, zero Mm -hmm. security, but so exciting. I, it was exciting. I mean, because all those other things, I had always wanted to own my own business. Uh, I wanted it to be part of the community. The thing that I had to eventually open myself up to is that because I didn't know what that product was before, remember? And I thought, well, maybe this is it. And that's okay. In a million years, I wouldn't have guessed close. <laughs> Never. But it was the opportunity there. So I just stopped thinking and just feeling and going with it. And as soon as I made the if as soon as I made the very hard, hard, hard decision to turn away from all, you know, the security and and the knowns. And most people would be like, what are you thinking? You've worked for 14 years to go in this direction, just to go, no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. 
and then turn over and do this. But it felt right. As soon as I stopped thinking and I went in that direction, it was just all feeling okay. And it's, it's only been a few months, but honestly, it was the best decision I've ever made, regardless of what the outcome is. It's, it taught me more just about what I can do and what I'm possible of. And, and if I just allow myself to go in these directions and circling back to connecting those dots, I trust completely that one day I'm going to look back and go, oh, these dots, these dots, these dots. And I'm, you know, led me to here. And even, you know, my success so far in this business, I've used those dots from the university to help me in this business. And so I love how you different entities. That. Oh, but you know, so it's all the transferable skills and knowledge and but beyond that confidence, the transferable confidence and trust, I guess, in myself. And that's huge to I think especially for women, we don't tap into that inner that inner wisdom that we have. You, you know, we I think we all have a guiding like we know if we really take the time to stop and get quiet the answers will actually, they're there. It's its yeah. a matter of tapping in and finding them. I love what you said about connecting the dots. And that's something I think I want to do like a little map of my own life doing a connecting the dots because I have jumped off the deep end so many times to go and do things. And I kind of want to map out what my journey has been. <laughs> kind of just look yeah. at it. Because we forget what we've done and where we've been. And there's something reassuring when we're going to do something new that, well, actually you have done a lot of stuff already. And I, I think we need to just embrace that that fear. It's such a weird feeling to feel that in your stomach and just keep taking the steps. Well, one of the, I would say one of the biggest driving forces for me to make this decision was, you know, I thought about being 90 years old and looking back on my life. Oh, I'm getting emotional now about it. And I just thought, oh, it's really good to think that way. And I look back and I was too scared to take a risk. The thought of it made me cry and it still does right now. So it was me almost telling myself in the future, this is the time now, right? Because I won't get that time back. I didn't want to just look back and have played it safe. It would have been okay, I'm sure. But why not try things in life? Why not? I mean, at least at the very least, you're going to take some nuggets from whatever you do. And it's going to, again, be a jumping off point, be another dot for something else. And that's perfect. That's what it's all about. It doesn't have to be anything more than that. But yeah, I didn't want to be 90 and and been like, oh, I didn't take that risk you kept saying that this opportunity kept presenting itself. And I think people ignore those signs that come to them and then they tell themselves that it's okay or they justify the reason why they do or don't do something. In the end, there is a higher truth to everything that just exists and we are meant to enjoy our life and have fun and have new and challenging experiences because we need that to grow. We need to have excitement and stability. Although I don't think I don't think working life is balanced. I think it's um it's just all over the place sometimes. And you just dive in. Just keep going. <laughs> so it's really critical I think to not beat yourself up and be encouraging because a baby when a baby is learning to walk, 
it's not throwing a tantrum, although there is a very funny video of a, of a little baby putting his shoes on. I don't know if you've ever seen it on the internet. It went viral. He was trying to put his shoes on and he just couldn't get it on and threw such a tantrum. And it is so funny. It's so <laughs> funny. It's like, come on, where's your growth mindset? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really hilarious. You know, we don't reprimand babies and say, why can't you walk? It's like, oh, you fell. That's so cute. And celebrated when something great happens. And for us, we need to be patient because all of a sudden, why are we thinking that we need to know how to do everything straight off the bat? And then when you start and you realize, okay, this is actually going to be a lot of work. A lot of people give in showing up every day, even when it's hard, even when you want to throw in the towel. And like you said, with community, that's the importance. We need to have the support around us to keep going. You know, I love the idea that that you have a business in retail that it revolves around community. The whole philosophy, the fashion for the kind-hearted, where did that come from? They're just a, a local community retail store as well. They weren't looking to franchise, but somehow they trusted me with doing something like this. And and handing your brand over to somebody isn't, I can only imagine, not. it's not an easy thing to do. But so fashion for the kind hearted, I think that it probably has its roots in community. It's um, definitely, yeah. It's just, it's just kind of simple. It's not flashy. It's not look at me, look what I have. It's just kind of regular people, you know, looking good, feeling good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got a really, it's a really nice philosophy. Yeah. Um, what was it that you just said there? Oh yeah. When, you know, we put all this pressure on ourselves to do well. And I just think like we have as adults too, we look around and see what everyone else is doing. And of course we hear about the ones who are doing incredible things. And you think, well, I'll never do that. I'll never compare to that. But I think that our what we're comparing ourselves to, even even to start, is too big. Yeah, you know, babies aren't comparing themselves to the other, you know, one year old down the block. They're just they're all about themselves. And I think we have. That would to, be funny, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be really put funny. our heads down and just do it at our own pace, and it's okay, and not. There isn't a rule book. There isn't a guidebook for doing these things. And, you know, for years I have looked or I have listened to and heard about all kinds of women quitting the corporate job and, you know, rowing across the ocean. It's like, well, I'm not going to do that. Um, or um, quitting the corporate job and doing this and, and or that. And these things like, oof. But I think that there are a lot. And so for me, I do it on a smaller scale and I still feel really successful in that. I don't compare myself to those, but I feel like when I used to listen to those stories, I thought, wow, could I ever do that? Could I ever? And, and there was a point where I didn't think I could, because if you write a pros and cons list, you never will, because that's all with your brain. You can't write a pros and cons list. Your heart won't allow you to do that sort of thing, because everything you write down is, is, your head and that's the problem but uh yeah it's just you can do those things I'm just an ordinary person which I love who you know did this and there's probably a bunch of people that if I started being curious enough and asking you know they might too and so if, if you have listeners out there who are kind of in these crossroads or have thought about it it's 
they, I don't know, open, open yourself up and see what opportunities are there. I mean, I remember distinctly saying, like literally going, okay, I'm open. I'm open to opportunities. And then they just started happening. It's cheesy, perhaps, but I think it's really powerful, actually. I think there are also so many people out there that would love to do their own thing. And right now, with the amount of technology we have, with how powerful social media is, with education literally at our fingertips, yes, we can get inundated. Yes, we can easily be swayed towards the wrong thing. So it's knowing getting the right information. But the whole thing of starting a business, I don't I don't particularly enjoy working for other people. I mean, I've worked for some people in the past and maybe their values have been like completely different, completely off kilter in some instances, um, but completely different to mine. And I don't enjoy that. I've also worked for a lot of females that have just been powerhouses and just such a grounding force. And being around that, there it is so invigorating and it keeps you alive. It's so exciting to go out and create something and help other people and connect other people you know, like you having a community through having a retail store and we need to have this connection. It's hard. I I think in the end, people just need to have support and accountability to get them through when it gets crazy and it gets crazy. I would also say something that you mentioned earlier too is just, um, and perhaps women think about this more, um, this term of work-life balance. And Chris is actually, we've talked about this in the last couple of days, sorry, years, um, is that there is no balance. So we need to stop saying the word balance because it's already set us up for not being sure. balanced and, and, yeah, and, and feeling and stresses bad. us out. So he says, instead, let's use the term work-life integration. And, and it's perfect because sometimes work is going to be heavier and that's okay. And sometimes life is going to be heavier and that's okay. Or, you know, long-term is just all heavy, but it's integrated. And so, you know, even starting a business, it's a lot of work, but I was working a lot anyways, and it's still managing work-life integration and it as soon as I use those words and I think about that, it's just, that's just managing life in general. And it, there's no pressure to have it balanced. There's no pressure to do anything except every day. Do what you can. And that's it. Hey, everyone. I'm excited to jump in here and let you know about my upcoming program for 2022. People say knowledge is power. But that's not entirely true. If you do nothing with that knowledge, it's worthless. If you implement it, you become unstoppable. Creating your own business takes work, commitment, dedication to getting tasks done, working through the frustrations when you realize it's more than you thought and you feel like you're always on the verge of quitting. The easy thing to do is give up, but that just perpetuates a cycle because when there is something you can't stop thinking about, something that you really wanna create, you'll never be able to shake it. What we're not taught in school is how our brain actually works. It is so hardwired with our individual beliefs based on our own life experiences 
that it takes the utmost awareness to know what you need to do differently to achieve your goals. This is the single biggest thing that can be the deciding factor on how well you live your life. When you're starting a new business, there are stages you need to go through. Analysis, planning, testing, strategizing, taking action in tandem with accountability and support, etc. This is what I help my clients with. In my 10-week program, I'll take you from being stuck and not knowing how to grow to getting clarity and confidence that will get you to the next level. We'll make sure your niche, target market, offer, and strategy is solid by implementing systems and a step-by-step action plan to strengthen your foundation that will allow you to grow faster than you could have imagined. You'll gain clarity and confidence with every step not ever having to return to where you were ever again. I work with a limited number of clients at any time and to really help you, it needs to be a mutually beneficial fit. This is for someone serious about their growth, for someone who's tired of just getting by to having a healthy business that actually makes money. If this sounds like something you're interested in, send me an email to hello at leonimilano.com that's L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O.com with the word apply and we can jump on a call to see if this works. If you can tell me one thing that you got out of this episode, I'll add an exclusive bonus. Now let's get back to the episode. It's weird, isn't it, when you think about where did this whole idea come from? Because we get up in the morning, we're at home. And then we'd go to work, well, before COVID, we'd go to work and you're at work. It's not like you turn into a different person and then you come home and you turn. You are the same person. You are the same person having that experience of getting up and whatever is going on in your life, your, you know, how much you're taking care of your own mental health, physical health has an effect on your work life. So it is completely integrated because whatever is going on in your life, that is transferring out in the workplace. And that's my whole philosophy with my work. You know, it comes from a place of empathy. You know, I know places that work people so hard that the people are sick so much of the time. And it's like, I worked somewhere like that. (laughs) Right. And you're so tired. So your brain's probably not even at optimal performance a lot of the time. You don't get personal time. So what is the upside of doing that? The business actually suffers as a result. It's um, So I don't know, you may not have heard this, but, you know, I'm in the UAE and our weekend is Friday and Saturday and they've just changed the law to be in alignment with international markets and countries. And it, our weekend's changing to Saturday and Sunday. So for me, for five years, my Sunday has been Monday. I finally mm-hmm. got used to it. And now it's Saturday and Sunday and it's a half day Friday. Well, because Friday is a prayer day for them That's here. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's, I think it's interesting in that <laughs> all of a sudden the work week's like a four and a half day work week. Maybe it's a four-day week. But there's also something to be said in that if maybe, you know, uh, somebody was trialing doing a four-day work week with their employees and it was working 
brilliantly. Probably somewhere in Scandinavia. (laughs) I can't remember who it was. I was really fascinated by that. Some people work six days every single week, six days a week. Where did this all come from? The industrial era where we go, we're always going through an evolution from however the world is evolving and where it's at. I don't know. Soon we'll be all hanging out in the metaverse. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, I have to say now that I have this, um, have opened this business in the last few months, I work seven days a week, but they're not all full, full days. And so I'm never turned off, but at the same time, I have more flexibility. So maybe I work at different hours than I used to. Not really. I worked all the time, even for the university. There was just so much work, but I did take weekends. But now it's seven days, different hours, kind of all hours. But then I take breaks at times when I never did before that are that work for me if I can. And, and it actually feels even if on paper and on days I work more, it just feels different Different. because I have control over that schedule in a lot of ways. And I mean, my stress level from working at the university is quite high. A lot of people are just like, we're all used to operating like up here and it just becomes like, you don't even notice it anymore. You're just operating high all the time. But I'm, you know, even though there's a new business and it's all the risk and it's all on me and I'm learning a ton, my stress level is so low and it could just me, me having perspective right from the difference Or I think it's just for me personally, it's just having a little bit more control over my time. Even if I work more, I, it might sound crazy and weird, but Mm. uh, maybe it doesn't uh, seem like work because you love it. Yeah. And I've always heard people say these things. Oh, when you really love what you're doing, it doesn't feel like work. And I thought, ah, what does that even exist? I had no idea that could exist. Right. I guess the whole different that I like so much is that. I'm in leadership and I own this thing and I have this. It's not necessary. And it's about community. It's not about the clothes, although I love them. They're really cool. But it's not about the product. And it was never about the product. It was all those other foundational pieces and values-based pieces. So, yeah, it it actually, now I get it. I get it. I think the trick now will be staying motivated in that, but I'm not worried. I'll figure that out. Tell me a bit about the community side of it. Is it because you are selling to the community or you're actively doing other things in the community? Yeah, I mean, we are only, I've only been open three months, less than three months. But for me, you know, this is where it said, (laughs) this is where it stemmed from. So when I was in my late teens, early 20s, I worked at a a coffee shop. I I grew up in a very small town, 18,000 people. And um, I worked in this coffee shop. Um, it, it was a bakery. He was just this man in the community who started this. And I, I had always said, even, even, you know, last year, I would say my favorite job I've ever had was that. And it was because I got to meet so many people in the small town that I, I knew them by name. I'd see them walking in through the parking lot. I'd get their drink ready because I knew what they were having. It was just being part of something, being connected. And just that sense of belonging was purpose enough for me. And, you know, we all want to feel connected on some level and just, you know, people would come there because they were in a good mood or they're meeting people and they were happy. And, and to be 
to be able to contribute a really nice part of their day, to be part of that good part of their day is just what an honor. And so that that part of the community is, is for me, why, you know, I moved to Chilliwack 16 years ago, but I, it takes a long time to move somewhere and then feel, at least for me, like I belong. I mean, you have to meet a bunch of people. A lot of people here grew up here. They know everyone. They're all connected, big families. But I still really yearn to be a part of this and know people and connect with them, not just know their names, but to really get to know people. And then, you know, I'm also in a way by having this clothing store, we're a small town here too. We don't have a lot. (laughs) People have to drive to Vancouver or wherever to go shopping. And so you're, we're offering an experience. And so I'm like, it's not just a clothing store, like a chain store where you go in and you buy your stuff and no one says hi. It's all about the experience. We're creating an experience. It's over the top customer service is my goal. And, and, uh, you know, really working with people, getting to know them, asking them questions, being curious, even in retail, there's all this opportunity to be part of something as trivial as retail could be. I mean, you know, it doesn't have a good rap, but it's just, that experience piece. Oh, it's important to the, to the community. And then of course, you know, I will be getting involved. We had the angel Christmas tree where people can come in and buy, like get a tag and go buy a gift for, you know, a child certain um, for Christmas, they don't have a lot of money or whatever. So just trying to be part of that and collaborating with other businesses to offer yeah. something to the community. Right. And it's going to grow. I mean, I really do want to be, I want to, I mean, we're offering, you know, this experience, but then on another level, the business offering something else. So that'll evolve for sure as, as I meet more people and and other interested business owners. But yeah, for me, it wasn't just about opening a store and selling a bunch of clothes and making money. It's not about that. It's having this whole piece of, of, uh, yeah, an experience where people can come and, and hopefully, yeah, belong and same with, same with the staff, same with me. It's, it's been so fun getting to know people. This, this part of customer service is missed. People are businesses. I think more than ever now, we need to develop these soft skills. I don't know why they're called soft skills. They're <laughs> actually probably the hardest things to learn. And you are providing a connection for people. That's what it's about, having the experience, having the journey through our life. It's so true. Uh, and it's funny, too, in business, because, you know, you could you could view it as, you know, you're competing with other businesses, or you could learn from them. You know, you can watch other, even if it's in a completely different industry. I mean, for a small town here, I, I'm fortunate to have mentors that probably don't even know that they're <laughs> mentoring me, just when I'm watching what they do and taking risks and you know, not following kind of the cookie cutter way of being in this community and doing business. And they're just going, no, we're, you know, think way bigger, think about experience, um, but then also are really convicted in their decisions. And they're going to do things this way based on certain values. And a lot of people are too scared to make decisions based on values that maybe go against the grain or, or against the popular vote, or, you know, could potentially, you know, but what is that we have to- away. But yeah, life is all about experiences and trying new things. And, and at the end of the day, if, if you don't follow your own, it's not always going to work out. That's the thing. And that doesn't matter. It's a growing opportunity, but you need to try. So there's, you know, I'm so lucky just, and even the, the, my two friends who started Honey's, um, 
huge mentors, of course. I mean, they started this just on a one of the, she just said, I've always wanted to do this and she just did it. And so their mentorship and then other industry or businesses here, their mentorship, there's no ego though. And I think that that's the key to success in everything. But in business, I think there oftentimes is ego. Well, I have to be the best or I'm, you know, I'm competing with them. So why would I collaborate with them? Well, it's crazy. It doesn't make sense (laughs) when you think it doesn't. I think we get so introspective and we worry so much about ourselves. And when we step out of that and step into service and think of your business in that way, it just completely reframes it. Not one person on this planet has had the same experience. So how can you even compare those instances? It has to be the other way around. That's why I think understanding how our mind works, that along with finances are two things that we're not taught in school. I guess they didn't need people to know that. They didn't want people to know. They didn't want people to, it just wasn't a requirement. Isn't it weird? But now you can literally go out there and start a business. You can start a business in 10 minutes. You can literally go and create a logo and jump on Instagram and go and just figure it out. That is the most exciting thing. Yeah. Right now, when you think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. And to be competitive is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I'm a very competitive person. And of course, I'm looking at others and going, well, how can I create a better experience? How can I be better? But not in a negative, aggressive, competitive way. It's just your take looking at them as mentorships too, going, what are they doing well? Not necessarily comparison, but how can I make the experience better? And then what we're always doing is challenging each other, I think. And then it's just ultimately better for everyone. (laughs) Right. And we're leveling up and showing up in a way that we are presenting the best possible version of ourselves. And I think that is really important because who wants to be mediocre? Yeah, exactly. But I think, you know, what would be, yeah, I've had the pleasure, thankfully, of really talking about you know, values and branding, not a logo, but, you know, personal branding with Chris, my husband, um, over the last couple of years, he's done a lot of coaching too. And, and uh, maybe, maybe why I'm enjoying this business so much as well. And thinking about this is that I'm not just going into it blind, like I really understand what my values are, and what's important to me. And then letting those drive how I operate the business. Um, And of course, collaborate and all that. And and so, you know, when people want to do these things, uh, no matter how big or small, whether it's just literally creating a logo and a bio on Instagram and start selling, understanding your own values and what you want to bring to the experience, even if it's just on Instagram, having that and what is your own personal brand and how is that going to be reflected? I think those are really important things that are, like you said, we're never taught, but they're so important in, in no matter what we do whether it's just personal relationships or whatever job you have or starting a business, which is scary, but it's not as scary when you understand who you are and what you want to lead with. I think those are really important things. And there's a, there's a bunch of people out there coaching for this sort of thing or books on this sort of thing. I think it's more scary to stay in a job that you don't like, that you don't want, that you're then looking on social media, wishing you had something and you're not taking any steps towards creating a different life. I think people sit on that edge because I know I've had it before, that resistance to do something, it can be really full on. 
it can be so strong. But once you understand how your mind works, you're like, ah, okay, you can kind of gamify that. And it's like, okay, I got to push through this really crazy resistance and understand that it's going to make you feel very, very, very weird and uncomfortable. And once you get on the other side, it's like, I don't know what the problem was. I don't know why I yeah. thought it's, it was such a big Especially if you don't deal. even know if you're doing the right thing. And that's okay too. Sometimes you should just go forward and <laughs> the right thing might be, you know, popping up where you start this way and then that leads, you know, here's another dot that leads, connects to the right thing. I mean, it's just, like you say, it's scary to get over that, that edge, but just going in that direction and fast, hurry up and do it. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just certainly think it was going to be closed, but that was the opportunity that was being presented. So you go with it. Sometimes we need to have the start going in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because how are you ever going to know if you like something? You can't sit there and read all about it and be like, I like that. Or I think, yeah, no, I'm not going to like that. The doing part is always, always, always so different. The doing trumps everything. Are you available online as well? Like do you sell online as well? Or are you a brick and mortar? I'm just a brick and mortar. The flagship store does have online. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm just brick and mortar. And, and again, I guess that's also, it aligns well with my community piece. I mean, I need the community walk through my door, but yeah, they do. They do some online. And nice. at first I thought, well, I'm missing out. I need to do online. But in the end, right, right now, I'm glad that I don't because I want people to walk through my door because that's what I want. I want to meet people. I want to provide that experience. And so right now for me, that's the place where it feels good and I'm okay not doing the online. Yeah, nurturing the relationships and nothing beats a personal recommendation. Nothing, not a Facebook ad. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's a re- it sounds like a really nice experience. And I'm trying to get customers involved too, you know, getting some almost some buy-in, but I mean, I've been asking customers, "Hey, will you come back? Will you kind of put on some clothes and We'll take some photos, you know, for Instagram. And so using real people, real customers in the community and their networks, I mean, they love it because they're wearing the clothes anyways. <laughs> right. And they're getting a you're kick really, out of it because you make yeah, it important. A photographer comes and takes their picture. And that's, again, a piece of the community, right? You're buying into the, to the business too. It's that experience. So it's been fun. It certainly <laughs> feels like way more than three months. <laughs> right. Well, I can't wait to see your journey, you know, in the coming year and how it develops. It's, it's just really such a lovely concept. And I love the whole thing of fashion for the kind hearted because that is truly the most important thing is kindness. Everything stems from kindness. Absolutely. Yeah. So be kind, everyone. Well, thank you again. So much, Kara. It's been so lovely to chat with you. Can you tell us how people can find you? Oh, <laughs> sure. Shop-wise. So as I've told you before, I'm not I'm not huge on social media personally. Um, but I do have it. Um you you enough, have I'm, you have I've been to the shop. You have one for your um, shop at Shop Honeys Chilliwack, but it's C H W K. So Shop Honeys, which is H-U-N-N-I-S-C-H-W-K. And the flagship store is at Shop Honeys. Check out both of the um, the store, uh, yeah, the store Instagram pages because 
Shop Honeys is a fantastic job. Um, and if anyone's the, in the Chilliwack, store is called Honeys. <laughs> yeah, stop by and, and say hi. <laughs> stop by and Chilliwack, come come say hi. Um, and then my personal Instagram is Kara Lee Bertram. People might be interested to follow my husband too. I'm going to get a little shout out, a little plug yeah. to Dr. Chris Bertram. He's an interesting person to talk to or listen to. So now, are they doing the are they doing their talks inside Clubhouse? Uh, I think it's on a bit a of a while. hiatus, um, but yeah. there's other, there might be something else brewing. So I'll keep you posted. They have had some extraordinary talks. Yeah. They are, they are some of my most favorite talks inside Clubhouse. The content, the people that they bring on, the subjects, it's all such important information about being human and yes being human because you can apply it in any context it's just amazing I'm a huge fan of the work that they do I'm a huge fan nice well thank thank you you, I'm honored Uh, thank you for reaching out me too and I will um, be in touch I'll be in touch for sure you take care thanks you've just finished listening to an episode of rare conversations If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leonie Milano. The show notes and other information can be found on our website at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.